Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burden, joined by Jerry Hamilton. Uh, this episode is called Grading the Horns, brought to you by Tim Rodman and the Rodman Law Firm. Uh, Jerry, I want to say this and, and just get it going with you. Uh, we're going to try to do in this off week, grading the horns halfway through the year. I think that's that's a fair assessment. I want to start with the offense and Quinn Ewers in the quarterback room. Uh, what's your grade off the top? This, and we're going to go over the why, but I want to get your grade to set it up. Yeah, I think uh, I think solid B plus for Quinn, almost a minus. Um, I, I think you know I think he was right there, and I could have gone either way with it. Yeah, I went with an A minus. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on on Quinn because we've talked about him a lot. Yeah, uh, but I, I think outside of uh, some issues turning the ball over in the last game against Oklahoma, he's played fairly well. Had a yeah. poor game against Wyoming. That's the only game that I would call poor. Uh, but you know he's got the offense churning. He's he, I think they're moving the ball. They're scoring enough points. Uh, with the exception of some red zone stuff. So overall, I gave him an A minus. You gave him a B plus. Let's move, we've talked a lot about Quinn. Let's move on to some yeah. other positions and get into it. Running back, it's been really a mixture of both Jonathan Brooks, who right now is second in the country in uh, rushing yardage uh, prior to Saturday's games. So through six games, that's where he was. Uh, but Cedric Baxter has been his running mate a little bit. We've seen Jaden Blue. We've seen Savion Red. Trey Weiser even got a couple uh, pops. Uh, what's your thoughts on the running backs overall? Yeah, I think uh, I think A minus for me, almost a solid A. I thought Jonathan Brooks had a tremendous year. Cedric Baxter just hasn't stayed healthy and a lot of nicked up injuries. Um, you know, a couple of drops in the passing game, uh, even though they've won games through those. Uh, but I think, look, I mean, I think one thing I'll say is I I'm grading a little tougher coming off a loss. Yep. Um, but I'll say this, all these, both these position groups, I think are going to ascend the second half of conference play. That makes sense to me. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm looking at it right now and I'm seeing, uh, I, I said a, uh, because Jonathan Brooks has just been such a standout. And even though they, they dropped, I think one pass thus far, I think overall, Jerry, they've yeah. been probably the surprise of the offense. People were hoping Quinn would get there. There's no way people thought that, uh, Jonathan Brooks through his first six games, would be in the top five in the country in yeah. rushing. Uh, and even after the first two games of the season, I don't right. think people thought that was going to happen. A wide receiver is a different story. Uh, outside of some early drops, the last half of this first half of the season, they've been outstanding. I gave them an A. What, what do you think about those guys? Yeah, I was I was between A minus and A. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to say A. I'm going to change up a little bit. I am going to go A after thinking about it a little bit. I think, look, you know, they had the early drops, maybe some blocking on the perimeter can still get a little better, but the consistency of the route running, the consistency catching the football here in Big 12 play, uh, every receiver's had a 100-yard game. Every starter. All, of the, all of the starters, even yeah. including a, the tight end. Including the tight end. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go solid A with this group, and Jontae Cook started to mix in a little bit in the Baylor-Kansas game. I think we'll see more of him as the Big 12 season moves along. This group, to me, if they block perimeter and they continue catching the football, they are this group could end up being an A plus at the end of the year. Interesting. I, I we we said that they would be a strength of the team going in. They've got to prove it the last half because I'm telling you, Quinn uh, and the offense have got to get going, and that's that offensive skill, guys. Uh, no doubt about it. To me, uh, before we go in and talk about the tight end group and Jatavian Sanders, obviously uh, missing in action a little bit against OU, but uh, before we talk about tight ends, I want to say thank you to our sponsor of this Grading the Horns uh, by on, of, on Texas Football by the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, 
and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout Texas, Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-term lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. Tim's a UT grad and proud one uh, at that. Give him a call if you need business help uh, and uh, need a lawyer uh, in that way. All right, let's look at this. Tight ends, Jerry. Um, we've got Jatavian Sanders and Gunnar Helm. I rated this a B plus, and it's been more the blocking that's been a concern yeah. than it has been pass catching, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I went A minus because I think it's been A plus catching the football, B blocking, right? I mean, I think that's the one area that, uh, and we're not factoring Malik Ogbo into that. I think we factor him more in offensive line. Yes. Uh, so that that's where I graded on that. I mean, catching the football, route running. Both those guys, it's been an A-plus in that regard. Uh, blocking, second half of conference play, second half of the season, I should say. Uh, I think I think we're going to see an improved uptick there. They need to because right now, I, I tell you what, uh, especially in the red zone, uh, that's been an issue uh, yeah. in my opinion. So, uh, And that affects the overall grade of the offense as a whole. Uh, the offensive line, Jerry, you know, I, I looked at this and really thought about it pretty deeply and – the problem I have right now is they're giving up too many sacks. It's not even the running game. It's that they're getting their wires crossed at the most inopportune times. It happened uh, against Rice early in the season. Then it happened late against OU. Um, I gave them a B. What about you? Yeah, I gave them a B as well. And I think, look, first off, they were completely healthy last year. They're battling some health stuff this year. Kelvin Banks is not 100%. Cole Hudson's been out. Obviously, Sark said Hayden Connor wasn't 100%. Headed into the OU game. Obviously, Jake Majors goes out early in the OU game. Um, DJ Campbell's a uh, first-year starter, still learning, but really, really starting to come on a little bit. So I went solid B. Um, you know, I think Texas is going to give up sacks because it's longer developing pass plays with Sark's offense. But at the same time, that doesn't cover up. That doesn't mask just some some young guys making you know, missed assignments, miscommunications, whatnot. I think this group is a solid B. Um, if they're healthier the second half of, of the season, especially as DJ Campbell gets more time, I, I could see this group moving up a little bit for me. Yeah, I, I think it would be interesting. Uh, the, the the thing that I'm looking at right now is, you know, what about the red zone? Because if, when I go to, to grade the, the offense in the red zone, uh, and the offense overall, I mean, in the red zone, I think they get a D, D minus, uh, basically. Yeah. Red zone overall, or the offense overall, though, through six games, they're ranked 14th or 13th in the country in total offense with 486 yards a game. This is the most potent Texas offense in 15 years, Yeah, uh, Jerry. And so uh, I look at it that way, and it's a, it's a, it's a give and take. they got to get better in the, in the red zone. Uh, to, to score more points. Otherwise, three points just isn't going to do it in big games. Yeah, you could argue uh, before they get to the red zone, they're an A-plus offense this year, considering the competition they've played. Um, but because of the red zone issues, I go B-plus with that, Bobby. But that also tells you how much of a runway they have. The, like you pointed out, the yards per play, second best since the 05 National Championship team. Uh, so, I mean, we're coming in close and in on 20 years on that. Um, so, I mean, that, that up until the 20, up until the red zone, it's an A-plus offense for me. Even with the offensive line struggling in pass pro at times, 
uh, and the tight ends maybe not block. And I mean, we're, it's not going to be perfect football, right? Um, but I, I think because of those red zone issues, I'm at a B plus. But again, that gives them a pretty good runway here for the second half of the season. Got it. Uh, looking to talk with Jerry Hamilton, uh, grading the horns, a B plus overall for the offense. I'm fine with that. I really, I, I do think, however, I, I, I just got to go back. You got to score touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, watching the games on Saturday made me feel like more than ever, teams are getting down in the red zone. They're finding ways to score touchdowns. Texas can't be 11 of 24 no. in the red zone for TD success rate the next six games. If no. they are, the Horns are going to lose more than one game. Yes, they will. I'll say that much. So uh, be aware of that. And, and that's that brings us to the next piece of this, uh, the defensive line, Jerry, and the defense as a whole. Uh, right now, that team, that unit has been monsters against the run. They've done extraordinarily well. But they're not necessarily generating that pass rush like you would want them to, right? Uh, in my opinion. And so what, what are your thoughts on uh, the defensive line as a whole? Yeah, I think uh, I, I gave him a solid B. And a lot of people might say, whoa, whoa, that's really undergrading these guys. But, look, one thing, you know, we talked about with Rod, um, they've only played one real threat at the quarterback position, and that was Dylan Gabriel. Um, and in that game, they didn't get to him. Um, Anthony Hill got credited with the sack. D-line didn't get to him. Um, didn't get him to the ground. Didn't get enough pressure on him. He was patting the football from start to finish. Uh, so for and you know, look, Jalen Daniels didn't play against them. Um, so uh, Jalen Milrow is more of a one-read, though deep quarterback. Uh, he's not a complete quarterback. So they have not played against the level of quarterbacks. I think they are the second half um, of the season here. So I'm going to give them a B because they are so good against the run but they have to generate more pass rush. Yeah, I, I tell you what's interesting is you, you talk about it, uh, Jerry, and you also have – they're going to be playing uh, a better second half of quarterbacks. You, yes. you just mentioned it, and uh, we'll see what they what they come up and if they can generate that pass rush and not just stop the run. And part of the reason they need to generate, generate that pass rush is because they – look – when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. The defensive secondary hasn't been as good as advertisers, particularly the safeties right now. Yes. But let's go to linebackers next. Uh, I gave this group a B minus, uh, a B maybe. Uh, just I know that it's hard to grade this way, but they looked really good until Oklahoma. Yeah. And Oklahoma, they just, I you know, they may have had a D for yes. an F grade. F. In that one. And so how, how do you grade them as a whole right now? 
Yeah, I, I give it a C plus um, because of that F against Oklahoma. And that's your loss, and that brings your grade down. And I know, again, that may be hard, but look, it, I mean, it, it is what it is right now. They have played quality opponents. Uh, I will say that. But again, Jalen Daniels, they didn't face Daniels uh, at, at Kansas. So they haven't played uh, all the quarterbacks that could put pressure on them. The only one they have is Dylan Gabriel. Um, and, and that Oklahoma game brought that grade down. I think Jalen Forge, an improved player against the run. I think Anthony Hill him ascending will take this group to a solid B by end of the year. Boy, they need it. Yes. I mean, they it, it, look, Anthony Hill or uh, Jalen Ford needs a running buddy uh, because right now David Benda is playing solidly, but not to the level of what they're going to need the second half of the season. Right. No, uh, the, the, in teams, the blueprints, there how to attack Texas now. Yeah. And, and depending on how they play, this defensive front plays and this linebacker position plays, it's going to be pretty telling. All right, defensive back. We mentioned the secondary. The corners have been beaten a couple times, but really it's the safety play and poor tackling yeah. that has allowed extra yards. I mean, but Ryan Watts, we think, is has a hamstring. He's been beaten a couple times deep. Uh, Gavin Holmes missed a tackle. Malik Muhammad missed a tackle. But, man, Jalen Catalan and – Jaron Thompson of Mifton, Michael Taffy's been uh, daylight and a dollar short, so has Keaton Crawford. Uh, the secondary, Jerry, we thought, you know, going into the year might be one of the strengths of the defense, and we were worried about linebacker. I'm not so sure that safety right now isn't the question. I It is. position. I just put the biggest question mark around the whole defense at this point. Yeah, and so I give that uh, group a C plus. And again, here's the upside: Derek Williams plays more. Uh, assuming Jalen Catalan's okay, Sark said he was day to day. Uh, he gets more comfortable, plays more. Going to play against TCU, that Kendall Browse offense, right? Um, so I, I think this group is a C plus. I think some of the young guys are going to propel this to a B uh, by seasons in. But again, they're about to face more pressure the second half of the season from a coverage standpoint. That defensive front. It's going to have to get some pressure uh, because you're playing better quarterbacks, assuming those guys are healthy the second uh, half of the season. Even You even look at Iowa State, Bobby. I mean, they they, they beat Cincinnati today. Um, you know, Rocco Beck starting to get some experience. So he's not going to be an inexperienced player by the time Texas plays him. They're playing against better quarterbacks the second half of the year. And, I, and I'm not sure, you know, the coverage busts have been there, but it, it's really playing the run to the safety position. They have to step up big not bringing people to the ground. I mean, you saw yep. the game against, uh, let's be clear. I mean, against uh, Alabama, uh, the, one of the big plays came from a, a broken tackle downfield where they just weren't getting guys to the ground. I, I don't think this is a bad defense though. Just no, to be clear. I, no. I just don't know that without, you know, we thought Ethan Burke was going to be able to step up, but Oklahoma essentially neutralized him. Uh, Baron Sorrell has not gotten after the quarterback as as one had hoped. And other than Anthony Hill, I mean, who is getting after the quarterback right now, truly? Uh, and I think that that lowers the estimate for the defense because if yeah. you can't make negative plays, that's right, right now, Jerry. That that's a problem. I gave the defense an overall a B, B minus. What what are your thoughts? I, I gave the even though the grades may not iron out that way or look that way, I gave the defense a B minus because they have handled their business. But they haven't really, and we talked about this, and that's why the Jalen Daniels being out was so big. They've only faced one quarterback that can truly beat them. 
and he beat them. They didn't get pressure. They didn't they didn't make enough plays on the football. Um, so yeah, I mean, I go B minus right now. Um, I think the uh, the upside is there for this group. I think the young guys playing more did Derek Williams, Anthony Hill, more and more role on this team, more and more things asked of him. Uh, I, I think the defense is going to have better days than they did in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, so I think there's a little bit of a runway there, but I'm going B minus right now. All right, before we uh, go to the next piece, we where we want to do special teams, and I also want to ask you for your midseason players of the year on both sides of the ball as well. I want to say thanks one last time to our sponsor. That's Tim Rodman over at the Rodman Firm. Tim and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas, not just in any one area, but throughout the state of Texas. Tim is licensed, and he and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit him at rodmanfirm.com. Jerry, special teams, uh, you know, this has been a mixed bag for me. A couple of uh, muff punts have been issues. A couple of uh, bad snaps slash bad kicks by Burt Auburn. The punt game's been okay. The return game hasn't exactly been there. Maybe a little bit above average for me. A B my the, the the punt block for a touchdown against yeah. OU is big, clearly. Maybe a B B minus for me at this point. Yeah, I went I went B here because I think, you know, look, Bird Auburn made some big kicks against Oklahoma. He rebounded. Sanborn's been tremendous at punter. Coverage units have been tremendous, right? Um, Sark said it. He wants to get more out of their turn game. I expect them to be more aggressive. Uh, I think this, you know, the short snaps against Kansas causing some some tougher kicks for Bird Auburn, um, you know, and uh, yeah, and then the muff punts, right? A couple of Keelan Robinson drops a couple of kickoffs, right? Not for fumbles. They didn't lose any of them, but all it takes is losing one at TCU in a three-point game and you lose, right? I mean, so I would say solid B because the coverage is so good. The punter has been tremendous. And I think Auburn, you know, he had that little tough stretch, but he came back against Oklahoma and made the biggest kick of his life. So he's responded to some adversity there. Um, so I'm going to go solid B for uh, that group. Got it. That's fair. Um, all right. Let's take a step back. Uh, players of the year so far at their positions. Yep. Um, midseason uh, player of the year. Uh, on offense, I've got to go with Jonathan Brooks. Same. Uh, I think the, the junior, sophomore, redshirt sophomore uh, from Hallettsville has done a tremendous job overall. Uh, but – uh, I could also see Quinn Ewers stepping up. Uh, I could also, uh, you know, see Jatavian Sanders ending up being that person, given how he's done in the passing game. Uh, what are your thoughts on players there? I'm going with Brooks, though. Yeah, you know, I'm going with Brooks as well, because you're talking about a guy who was a, coming back for his third year, didn't win the starting job, responds to adversity. Cedric Baxter's been nicked up. And he's having a tremendous year. I mean, he's vaulted himself in the conversations for running back national awards at the midway point. He's he's my runaway offensive player of the year right now through six games. And we'll see where it goes. Like you said, Quinn's playing at a high level in Big 12 play. Um, Jatavion didn't have a catch against Wyoming, then wasn't 100% against OU. Uh, Xavier Worthy's been really, really good, too. Um, he, he has some opportunities, but right now I think it's Brooks and it's not really even close because of where he was at the start of the season and where he's at now heading into the Houston game. Uh, what about the, the, the defensive player of the year? I think this one's more question. Got to, got to circle around it. 
Although I think it might be fair to say Tavondre Sweat's the best defensive player on the field right now. That's where I was going. You, I think we have agreed on both of these. And here's the here's the thing. When you looked at this team before the year, the interior defensive line had to be really good because there were questions at edge, there were questions at linebacker round four, and there were questions at safety because you just didn't know Catalan's health. You knew they maybe lacked some speed um, in some spots there in the secondary. So Tavondre Sweat, that interior defensive line, had to be really, really good. And I think him and Murphy have answered the bell. I think Sweat arguably is NFL draft stocks risen more than any other player this year. Um, I think Murphy's been solid. I think Alfred Collins and his role's been solid. Uh, but with Alfred playing more as that 5-I, there's even more uh, on that interior defensive line uh, being Sweat and Murphy. I think Sweat's made big plays in, in, in some key situations. Um, so I think, yeah, he's my he is my defensive player of the year right now over Jalen Ford. Got it. Uh, I think that's fair. I, I don't know. You know, Catalan has been such an enigma. Yeah, uh, because he's when he's played and been healthy, yes. he's been good. Uh, but without him, that secondary just hasn't seemed the same to me, uh, particularly against OU. Uh, so like you said, that was really the only uh, eight, you know, a-level yeah. passer that Texas has faced thus far. The second half of the schedule, the guy like TCU's Josh Hoover, who had a great day on Saturday, is coming around. Rocco Beck at Iowa State starting to play better. The freshman, yeah. they're they're going to play some guys down at Keaton Slovis. I mean, they've, they've got a number of guys. Baron Morton at, at, at uh, Texas Tech by that time will have started 10 or so games. Yeah. Um, and so they, they've got to get ready for some guys that are going to throw the ball around the yard. Uh, otherwise – we're going to see uh, Donovan Smith at U of H. Yes, I uh, can get hot. Will Howard. And they're going to yeah. Will Howard. They're going to get some the better quarterback. So this defense uh, better get ready uh, to rumble. All right, uh, Jerry. That's going to do it for Braden the Horns. We'll be back later tonight uh, with the uh, live stream. Myself, you, Rod Babers. We're going to be talking a little recruiting. Uh, a lot of stuff going on there. Texas coaches were out on the road this weekend. Uh, so Jerry, before we do that, I want to say thanks again to our sponsor. That's the Robin Firm, Tim Robin. And his group, uh, we appreciate their sponsorship of Grading with the Horns. All right, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football. Hook them.